0: Well, hello there, and welcome back to today's episode of Seven Figure Millennials, where together, you and I are on a mission to prioritize our happiness, health, and relationships as we make our entrepreneurial dreams a reality. And as I always like to say, if this is your very first episode, I wanna say welcome. I'm beyond excited to have you here. And if you're returning, you know how much I appreciate you for coming back every single week. And today, we don't have a guest, and we also don't have a Time Machine episode. This is going to be a solo episode. So it's just you and I hanging out today. And it's the first solo episode I've done in a really long time. So I'm excited to just spend some time with you. And I am going to attempt to do this entire thing in one take, not remove any mistakes. So I got a bunch of bullet points here and I'm just going to kind of work my way through the entire thing. So some context, this episode, you should be listening to this. If you're listening to it on the day it's released, it's May 10th, 2022. And this past Sunday was mother's day. So basically what I did to prepare for this episode this special Mother's Day edition, is I came I wrote on a prompt. And the question that I asked myself are, what are my favorite lessons that I learned from my mom? And I kind of just journaled all of them out and then I took them and organized them. And so what I'm gonna do today is I'm gonna share my top seven favorite lessons that I've learned from my mom. And I'm gonna attempt to make it actionable for you and give you some things that you can apply. And uh, hopefully you'll you'll get to know a little bit more about the importance that my mom has made on my life and some of the things that I've applied because of her wisdom. So uh, with that said, we're gonna do the intro music. and then I'll come right back with the favorite lessons that I've learned from my mom. If you had to pick between A, making a ton of money, B, being happy, healthy, and surrounded with people you love, or C, making a meaningful impact on the world, which would you choose? The good news is that today we don't have to choose. So the question is how can entrepreneurs like you and me, who have a vision for our lives and aren't willing to settle for anything less, how can we become financially successful and have a big impact while prioritizing our happiness, health, and relationships? You and I are on a mission to find out, and we have an incredible journey ahead of us. My name is Brandon Fong, and welcome to the Seven Bigger Millennials Podcast. Lesson number one, challenge yourself to give everything you've got in any situation. So something you need to know about my mom is that there's no such thing as half-assing it. (laughs) And it's not that she was very strict about things, but it was always from a fun perspective. She always wanted to genuinely be the best or go down trying. And she instilled that in me in a very, very young age. And so some of my earlier memories, I was trying to think about some specific stories that I can give for each lesson. But um, I remember in fifth grade... All of us had to come up with a poem and memorize the poem and present it in front of the class. And then we had to go around and share it with other classrooms. And so you could have memorized any poem and you could have been, it could have been any length or anything. And my mom, (laughs) I don't know if it was on my accord, but I would, I would assume it was my mom that, that challenged me to do this. She had me memorize a poem called Dirty Dan by Shel Silverstein. And in preparation for this episode, I looked up the poem and it was fun to reread it because it's been so long since I've listened to it. It was from, I'm pretty sure it was from his book, Where the Sidewalk Ends. But I, I pasted it and I looked it up in my Google Doc and it was 310 words. So I remember lots of my friends chose like, you know, one or two sentence poems, but here I was reciting this 310 word poem, which I look at it now, I'm like, holy shit, I, had, I memorized that whole thing as a, as a fifth grader. And so I think it was, you know, I wouldn't have done that if it weren't for my mom, challenging me to do that, but I I think it came from a really healthy perspective because I don't think it was ever you know, needing to be the best from a, a crazy perspective, but rather like push yourself and see what you can do uh, and, and see how it can challenge you. So that was one story. And the other story that falls into this category of challenging yourself to give everything you've got in any situation, um, this is an example of it being my mom, not really me. I was the recipient of her love in this situation, but I, <laughs> I didn't really have much to do with it because this story was from kindergarten. So if you're listening to this, uh, I, I want you to imagine or remember when you were in elementary school, kindergarten and... And it was Valentine's day at least the way that we did it in my school is that everybody you would you would pick up like an, a valentine's day card uh and, and a piece of candy that you would want to give to everyone and then usually each kid would have like a little box on their desk and then you would go around distributing the valentine's day gifts and you know the most of the kids would would you know come up at, the, at least at the time it was like a power ranger valentine's day or um i don't even know what else kids did or what was popular back then but you know it would be like a little card and you know whatever candy my My mom had this crazy ass idea. And I remember hearing this retroactively. I remember my dad saying my mom was crazy and doing this, but she wanted to create a teddy bear balloon for each kid on Valentine's day. So (laughs) no joke. She made like, 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 like those clowns do or whatever at at birthday parties. She made a teddy bear balloon for each kid for Valentine's day. (laughs) And she did that because she thought it would be fun and uh, that kids would love it. And so another example of challenging yourself to do the best in in any given situation. And I think that's still very present. And I appreciate that lesson every single day. uh, And and always just pushing myself to be the best, Not, not because of the outcome, but for what it will make of you to achieve it. So, you know, going back to that quote that kind of inspired the whole podcast, maybe that's why it resonated with me. It didn't really connect that until I just said that out loud. Become a millionaire, not for the million dollars, but for what it will make of you to achieve it by Jim Rohn. And I think that applies in much more situations than just making money. Um, but but any, any journey, you know, I, I interviewed... Uh, Polina Edmonds, who's a uh, uh, Olympian, the youngest Sochi Olympian uh, for figure skating, and that was one of the things that she learned. It's like if you're just in it to get on the podium, it's not sustainable. Like you have to love the entire process. So I guess I didn't make that connection until just now. So that was lesson number one: challenge yourself to give everything you've got in any situation. And lesson number two for my mom is everyone has something interesting to share if you care enough to listen. One of the things that I admire about my mom is her ability to talk to literally anyone. So if you're going to the grocery store with my mom or at a restaurant, when she meets strangers, she can always talk to people and she's always the first person to strike up a conversation. And I guess while I'm here, I'll I'll give a shout out to my grandma as well because I think my mom got this from her because (laughs) she's the same exact way uh, and is always willing to open up and have conversations with people. And so growing up, I think seeing her do this on a day-to-day basis taught me how to connect with people and just make them feel safe and cared for and that they are important to share. And I just thought that that was how things were done. But, you know, as, as I've grown up, I realize that's not how everyone is. So I am, at the time I'm recording this, the person that I'm interviewing tomorrow is uh, Mark Goulson. Hopefully I pro- pronounced that correctly. But, uh, so I don't know if this comes from, my mom, or just the fact that I was thinking about this as the topic. Uh, but basically one of the things he said, and I've heard this before, but it's like, stop trying to be interesting and instead be interested. And my mom is really good at that and making people feel really special. So I, I I appreciate that lesson, but the thing that I want to encourage you to do is, and how to apply this is the next time that you're having a conversation with someone new, see how little you can say about yourself and instead how much you can learn about the person in front of you. I think that there's so much gold and so much lessons to be learned from everyone and anything. And especially when it comes to people, people have stories that they love to share and you know they, they will definitely lean in and want to find out more about you and you can be so much more interesting if you're just interested in them. So appreciate my mom for showing me that at a very early age uh, and still to this day of just listening to people and everybody, Always has something interesting to share if you care enough to listen. So that's lesson number two. Lesson number three there's always a solution if you're committed to figuring it out. My mom has always been incredibly resourceful, and her default to most things is usually saying yes instead of saying no. And even when it's a circumstance where it might be hard to actually do something, she's always trying to figure out a way to to make it happen. And I have a story around this specifically uh, that happened in sixth grade. So it was my first time ever going on a vacation, flying on a plane in sixth grade, and we were heading to Florida and um we are from wisconsin it was in the middle of the winter and i remember i was literally i was in choir class <laughs> and as my wife will tell you and as anybody that has ever heard me sing you know that that's not a pretty sight not sight i guess not not a pretty thing to listen to we'll just put it that way so i was <laughs> i was forced to be in 6th grade choir and i remember being so freaking happy because i got called down on the intercom to uh, to say well I think I was scared at first. They're like, Brandon, please come down to the front office. And I was like, what the hell is this? But then I found out that, um, we were actually going to be leaving on vacation a day early, um, or a a day or two early. I don't remember exactly what it was, but, uh, basically what it was is my mom found out that there was a snowstorm that was going to hit and it was a big snowstorm. And she thought that if we, we took the normal flight that we were supposed to take, that we wouldn't be able to actually get out. And so instead of, you know, basically she, she, she's like, let's figure out a way to make this happen. So she made the call, pulled me and my brother out of school. And I just remember heading home and hauling ass to pack because we hadn't packed at the time. And we caught this really early flight and we were able to get out uh, a day or two early. And the other people that were visiting us on the trip They ended up not doing that and they ended up missing two days on the trip because they didn't figure out a way to make it happen. So even in situations where it may seem unrealistic, like I can only imagine my mom seeing that and being like, oh my gosh, we'd have to pull the kids out. We'd have to figure out how to pack. We'd have to figure out someone to drive us right now, (laughs) you know, like all those things. But instead of, uh, you know, getting bogged down, just saying, let's be resourceful and there's going to be a solution if we're committed to figuring it out. So uh, there's a challenge for you right there is to, to stretch yourself. And I think that there's always going to be a solution if you're willing to look for it and to try out for it. So another incredible lesson from my mom. I guess I should stop saying that at the end of every single one, because that's obviously the theme from the whole thing. <laughs> uh, continuing on lesson number four, always strive to be unique and think creatively. Um, one thing that my mom always used to do is used to, she used to help me out with my school projects and she would help me come up with unique ideas that would make my idea stand out. And I think it's really unique because, and maybe, maybe not a lot of people share that perspective, or maybe you do. And whether, whether you do or you don't, it's, it's, I think it's it's a good, good thing to think about. I think that society generally wants you to fit in. And my mom challenged me that it was okay to be different and to stand out. And one of the specific ways that she did this growing up for us was Halloween costumes. (laughs) She would always help make us homemade Halloween costumes and I remember one year I was a gargoyle one year that stood out I was a bag of groceries and (laughs) it sounds like a really strange costume and I need to go find pictures of this but basically it was like not a normal bag of groceries it was a bag of grosseries. so there was like we like glued bugs on the outside of like or like you know fake bugs obviously on the outside of the grocery bag and I was like a giant bag of groceries. I was an alien or I was a what was it? It was like a I I was like a kid being abducted by an alien, if you can imagine. So like we took a pair of my pajamas and stuffed the front of the pajamas with like cotton. And then it looked this is so hard to describe it looked like there was an alien kind of grabbing my upper body. So in other words and you may not even get this. So like just just bear with me for a second. But basically my feet on the ground looked like the alien's feet because there was a pair of stuffed feet in front of me that looked like me and there was an alien behind me. If you didn't get that, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's my attempt at but another crazy Halloween costume. So um she always challenged me to be unique and think creatively, and that was another way that we did that. And specifically, there's one one story in this. is I loved Harry Potter as a kid. Um, I loved snowy owls. I loved Hedwig. <laughs> and I was Harry Potter one year, which wasn't the most unique thing. But I still won the costume contest because there was a – like you had to – demonstrate or do something of what your costume was. And maybe this was my dad, or maybe it was my mom. I don't remember who it was. I guess I'll attribute it to my mom. But if it was my dad, uh, then good idea, dad. But basically they had to show off something for this trick. And my dad had me do this trick where I was like levitating. So maybe it was a combination of my mom and my dad. But like, I don't know if you can imagine another thing I'm going to attempt to explain, but imagine I'm standing with two, you're standing with two feet right next to each other and there's your, your, uh, your parallel. So like your hips are facing the people that you're showing the trick to, and they're a little bit further away. And then what they had me do was to like basically slowly. So let's say the the audience is on your right-hand side and they're kind of facing your profile. What they, what you would do is you would take the, the, you would go on the left point of your foot, the, the left foot and slowly press up on the left side and then let your right foot levitate off the ground a little bit and you do it slightly enough where you don't really see the fact that you're just lifting off the ground from your left foot and it, so I, I did this trick where i made it look like i levitated <laughs> and and ended up winning first place for that but it, it wouldn't i wouldn't have done that if it weren't for my mom and my dad i guess in this case striving me to be unique and think creatively and one other way that this manifested later on in life is I had the opportunity to compete at an entrepreneurship competition in Sweden when I studied abroad. And there was 55 students, 15 teams, and we had to come up with a, a pitch for a company in 24 hours about how they could use their IoT technology, Internet of Things technology. And I remember taking this lesson that I learned from my mom about being unique and thinking differently differently is is to try to think of a way that we could apply this technology for the challenge in a completely different industry, a way that was really unique. And so we ended up applying this idea that they wanted in the aquaculture industry. I don't know how we came up with that. But basically um, for the presentation, we found out that their technology could help fish farmers. So I remember literally cold calling fish farmers and I got a recording of a fish farmer from Wisconsin talking about how he was impacted by this problem that we were trying to solve in this competition. And we recorded that conversation, played it during our presentation and nobody went that far to validate the idea in 24 hours within the competition. And so I think that's really what helped us stand out. We ended up winning first place for best presentation and the best idea. Um, But, I don't I, I don't know if this is specifically what I learned from my mom or how I just interpreted it, but here's the takeaway for you is I think it's always super powerful to think about how what you're saying is is being interpreted from somebody else's perspective in everything that you're doing. So, whether it's you know, like I'll I'll go through some ideas I guess is like I I paid for most of my college through scholarships. And so, if you if I was writing a scholarship essay, I would always try to think about it from the perspective of the reader. Um or if it was essay for a school, it was reading the essay from the perspective of the teacher, or if I was giving the presentation, like for Jibs, I was always trying to think about, or Jibs was the, the school I went to, if I didn't mention that before, um, but thinking about it from the perspective of the judges, or if you're introducing yourself to a room, what is the perspective, like how do, how are people interpreting what you're saying? Or if you're writing copy, how are the people that you re- are reading your writing, how are they interpreting it? So that was the lesson here, and this is a little bit of a longer one, but always strive to be unique and think creatively was a, one of the most important things I learned from my mom. And think about it from that perspective is everything that you're doing, how can you make sure that people are understanding it in a different light? So that is everything I had to say about lesson number four. Moving on in my notes to lesson number five, the importance of positivity and energy. This is a pretty quick one. But one thing, another thing I'll say about my mom is that it's very rare that you'd find her not upbeat 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 and energetic. So uh, this is a quote that obviously not by my mom. I think it's attributed to Maya Angelou, (laughs) but uh, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And so that's one thing I see my mom doing all the time for strangers or people that she knows is that she's always upbeat and energetic. And no matter what the content of the conversation is, people always feel more energized. And that is something that brings lots of positivity and energy and good things into the world. So that's another beautiful thing that I've learned from my mom. And so an actionable thing for you here is the next stranger you meet, how can you make them smile? How can you bring them some more positivity and energy? Lesson number 6 is the importance of leadership and responsibility. And I think that this one and the last point I'm going to make is lesson number 7, they're very closely related. And this one is pretty hard to disentangle if it came more from my mom or my dad again. Uh so because I think they both have this trait, but one of the things that my mom did to me did for me very specifically when I was younger and it kind of blows my mind that she did this. I didn't think anything of it when when I was young, but When I was maybe 10 or 11 years old, she printed out on an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper and it said, I am a leader, I will change the world. And she put it up above my bed and she told me that I was supposed to read that 10 times every night before I went to bed. So I, I, I was very instilled at a very young age, the importance of leadership and making an impact, which I'm so, so grateful that my mom did that. And she always encouraged me to take responsibility and stand up and take ownership for a problem or solving something. And a specific memory I have of this is I ran for the fifth grade student council for president. Um, obviously my fifth grade brain didn't come up with this. I think my mom probably came up with this, but the slogan I'll never forget was vote for Fong and you can't go wrong. (laughs) We had these posters all over the school and, uh, I didn't, did, I didn't get the presidential position. I ended up on, on student council. I, If I remember correctly, I forgot to prepare for the speech. And so I gave this terrible presentation because I <laughs> I wasn't prepared. And I also remember that Lucy Miller won the presidential election uh, for the coveted fifth grade student council <laughs> because I think she I remember she promised everyone no homework, uh, which I don't know how you'd have that power as a, as a fifth grader. But anyways, regardless of that, um, that was one of the early memories of my mom saying you should re- run for a leadership position. And I think that that is something that I just appreciate so much as a lesson that I've learned and you don't always have to have everything figured out as a leader. You just have to be the one that takes ownership for a problem and steps up. So that was lesson number six and lesson number seven that I want to share with you that I learned from my mom is just start, begin by taking action and figuring out what works as you go along. This one, I definitely got from my mom, unlike lesson six, where it was kind of tangled between my mom and my dad. But my dad does think through things a lot. And I think my mom is much more of the attitude of I'm gonna jump off a uh, mountain and build an airplane on the way down kind of a thing. So that is something that I appreciate learning from an early age is that you don't always have to have everything figured out to get started. In fact, you nothing ever great was created from knowing everything before it was you, you, you took action on it. So I think it's also related to the resourcefulness lesson is that if you if you keep moving forward, there's always going to be a way to figure things out. So that was another lesson that I really admire from my mom is to give yourself permission and be the one that steps up and start taking action and that you'll figure out things as you go along. So in conclusion, all the things that I learned from my mom, lesson number one, challenge yourself to give everything you've got in any situation. Lesson number two, everyone has something interesting to share if you care enough to listen. Lesson number three, there's always a solution if you're committed to figuring it out. Lesson number four always strive to be unique and think creatively lesson number five the importance of positivity and energy lesson number six the importance of leadership and responsibility and the last one just start begin by taking action and figuring out what works for you as you go along so mom i know you're listening to this because i made I'm, I'm i sent it to you so i love you and thank you for all the gifts that you've given me and the wisdom that you've imparted um so this is the first of its kind that's the end of everything i want to share with you today uh i i do have a different call to action though and i would love to hear your thoughts and a new way that i'm experimenting with doing this is just text me. So I have a number that I set up. It's 844-669-9734. That's 844-669-9734. Just shoot me your thoughts. You can say anything, say hi, tell me about uh, your favorite lesson that you learned or something that you learned from your mom, maybe whatever it is, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. And uh, with all that said, I appreciate you and always thank you so much for listening. And if you found this valuable, please take a second to leave a review uh, or a rating. If you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, you can just scroll up and scroll down or scroll down. I don't know which one it is <laughs> and you can tap a star that you feel like the show is deserving but whether you choose to do that or not thank you so much for listening as always and i'll talk to you again soon